A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Johara Tundok and Cavan. Discover the all-new Renault Arcana at Blackstone Motors that comes with a five-year warranty. Call us now to arrange a test drive or visit blackstonemotors.ie for more details. Welcome to Late Lunch this Thursday afternoon. Great as usual to have you with us on the show. We're packed over the next couple of hours with some lovely people to chat to this afternoon. Let me tell you where I'm going to begin today. I don't have to remind you of the awful ending to our life that Sarah Everard met in the UK during the year. Do you remember the case of the Dublin woman? She was in her 60s, a wife, a mother, a grandmother, carer for a husband who was out for a walk walk early in the morning and nearly lost her life. And I could keep going on about the cases where women have been attacked violently, some of them losing their lives in this country and in our neighbouring countries and in fact all over the world. It's a shocking, shocking scenario that women especially cannot go about their business, do what they want to do and come up against men, men who attack them and mean to hurt them badly. And Taking it on from those points of view and those thoughts that have been in my mind, last week uh, on social media, early one morning, I saw a beautiful picture posted by a friend of mine on social media. And that was absolutely lovely. And then the thought crossed me, God, look where she is. She was outside Drogheda on that walk out to Oldbridge uh, in a fairly remote area early on in the morning as the sun rose. And then I saw she put a couple of comments on the post as well. And, well, look, we're going to talk about it for the next while on the show because I'm delighted to welcome to late lunch uh, Banba Goulding. Hello, Banba. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for joining me on the show. Maybe you would tell our listeners, are you a regular walker out there or in other places early morning? I am. I, I get up and I walk very early every morning before I start my day. And it's actually my favourite time to be out between like 6, 7, 7.30 a.m., um, and I live quite near the river, so obviously it's the obvious place to go. I have two dogs. I can let them off leash for a bit. It's a gorgeous walk. It's an amazing um, facility we have locally that's been done up by the council. Um, and I really enjoy having it near me and I want to take full um, get full value out of it. But I was alarmed when I thought this is the way I was thinking. You know, you up there on your... Now, when I heard you had the dogs, are these dogs protective dogs? They're King Charles Spaniels, so not really, no. (laughs) (laughs) The lovely, the beauts. But you know what I'm getting at? There's a certain type of dog that certainly would put people off. When you were up there on that day and if you're a regular there, do you meet many people early in the morning? No, rarely. So say yesterday morning I was out early. I didn't meet one person. Um, Sometimes I might see a jogger or runner. There's a couple of people I'd see regularly. Actually, it's a bit like Groundhog Day in the morning there, particularly since the lockdown started. Certain times, the same people are all out. 
But um, sometimes you don't see anyone for the whole walk. Sometimes you see um, runners out, someone else out with the dog. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's quite quiet at that time of the day. It's actually one of the nice, most appealing things about it as well, I think, mm. is that it is so quiet. But tell me this, young one. Do you never think about, or do you think about, is it in your mind, what I was talking about earlier on there, about these cases that come to prominence, you know, where women are attacked? Do you think about your safety? I think about my safety all the time. I'm hyper concerned about my safety, but I'm not going to let it impact my life. So I don't see why someone else's potential bad behaviour should impact how I live my life and me being able to avail of local amenities and exercise my dogs and get my steps in myself. So I think about it all the time. I'm hyper vigilant, but I, I can't let it control what I do because then we're living in fear. So, I mean, I think I have to, um, I, I've taken it up as, as a way, to, many people have said it to me, I get messages frequently, even when I'm out there in the daytime by myself mm. and I post a picture. Um, but. I just don't, I think it's victim blaming. That's where it, it falls into that. And as much as we all don't want to think it does and people are looking out after me and they want, you know, me to be okay and well and, you know, it's victim blaming. It's it's, it's along the same lines of someone's skirt was too short. So I think we have to kind of pull that back in a bit. And I think if more people thought like that, then maybe more people would be out walking at that time and would feel comfortable. Right. So safety in numbers again, you say, but at the moment you're you're quite alone. Now, I don't mean to draw attention to you by any means, but but this is a very interesting topic from the point of view that, you know, I would say to you, if you were my daughter or my wife or my relation, I'd say to you, listen, Banma, you need to be careful. You need to mind. As you say, you've heard that many times. Do you have your yeah. phone with you? Do you bring anything with you that you'd feel, you know, if you ran into something would be there as an assistance or a comfort to have with you? Um, I have my phone. Obviously, I listen to music. Um, I would avoid certain parts, as in if I'm walking along the river, I would keep to the riverside of the path so I'm not beside where the trees are, where someone could potentially be. Mm. Um, I turn my music down um, at certain parts. And there's been times I have been startled. I have been scared. I've seen someone who didn't seem to be doing something they should have been doing, like not a regular walker or runner or someone who made me nervous with their actions. But I can't, again, not going to let it impact what I do. And um, I'm certainly, I think what you're saying about your daughters, and I totally get that. I understand it. But I think your mantra needs to be like, don't teach your daughters to be afraid, more to teach your sons how to do better. And I think if we as a society, if we put our energies into that a little bit more than telling me not to walk somewhere dark, um, I think it would be a little bit more effective. Now, I'm a man talking to you as a woman, and I don't understand this at all. I don't understand how any man would ever, ever lay a finger on a woman, or anyone else for that matter. You know, there's violence towards men as well, and men have been attacked. I want to say that as well, but predominantly women. You touched on something there. You know, boys growing up. Have you a, a, a view on this, of where we're falling down, what needs to be done with boys as they grow and develop? Yeah, actually, I do on that. Um... I think there's two things to this. Um, I think it's really important. I think the first bit is, uh, I actually looked it up to find out, the Take Back the Night movement, which is a series of marches they have worldwide, that started in 1976. I didn't realise it was so long ago. So that's 45 years. And look at us, we're still at the same point. It's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah. So what I was thinking was, you know, first of all, it's that there's two things to it, I think. The first is, 
it's that boys will be boys, you know, and it's holding them more accountable for bad behaviour at any level from an early age. So holding boys accountable instead of letting them away with boys will be boys at an early age. And then even I was thinking back to it after you and I chatted last week, when I was in um, transition year in school, we did self-defence. And I was thinking, I bet you boys in transition year don't do any kind of, you know, class that they may do about their behaviour or about how they can be an ally for women. And there's so many ways they can even be an ally when they're out walking or running um, to make women less nervous. You know, there's so many things they can do and also calling each other out on bad behaviour. Um, and I think it's, it starts there. That's what we should be putting our energies and time into right now is the root of the problem. You know the whole area as well and I know in a previous life you've been a gym instructor, worked in gyms with men and women as well. You're into the exercise fitness business a long time and a lot more besides. You've probably heard this. I have as a man inappropriate banter between fellas. You know what I mean? Sexist jokes. Uh, And I've honestly had to tell, I'll tell you this honestly, I've said to men at times, I'm not comfortable with this. You know what I mean? I really yeah. am not comfortable with what you're saying. Do you know that whole type of area as well? Not for boys, Absolutely, but for yeah. older men and that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally know. And I, 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 but I don't think it's, you're saying older men at the end there. And uh, I know it. I grew up with it. I grew up in an area where, you know, the rugby teams were pretty big. Um, the Ulster um, rugby rape trial really struck a note with me as well with the messaging, the kind of the, the talk of, you know, about the girl between the boys, whatever the outcome, you know, mm. if, you know, you think it's okay to call yourself top some things and congratulate when a girl's left a party like crying and in another way, you know, it, it's, I think it's still, it, it's real, it's a real case of toxic masculinity and, and, and it's normalising like that kind of abuse and that rape culture and trivialising girls and, you know, their reactions to this. And I think it's it's a massive problem still. Mm. Um, and I don't know, I mean, I've gave, given a few suggestions how I think we could start tackling, but I think we've been having this discussion for an awfully long time and that's a global problem. Mm. And I do want to say that the vast majority of men, remember men are fathers, they're brothers, you know what I mean, they're grandfathers, to women, you know, in their own families as well. And my God almighty, like it, it, it's it's an issue that really does need more talking about and getting out of the open. I, I like what you're saying, education from an early age through schools yeah. as well, that respect, respect yeah. for people, you know what I mean, yeah. as well. And again, that type of nonsense, bloody talk that goes on at times that people think is funny or a joke, that, but that, that, that really isn't. Now, look... <laughs> I was looking at something else, to be, knowing you were coming on today. And if I, I'm, I don't know whether to talk about this, but anyway, I have a list of things that women should do when they go walking like you early in the morning. And let me just tell yeah. you what it says in it. Plan your route. Make sure someone else knows your plans. Always carry your phone. Avoid suspicious people and areas. Keep your hands free at all times. Carry a non-violent deterrent. Wear reflective clothing. As you said a moment ago there, take self-defence classes. Remove distractions. In other words, your music that you mentioned there, Banda, you know what I mean? If it's too noisy yeah. in your ears, you're not aware of what's going on around you. And uh, trust your gut. Do you hear all, see all those headlines there? You know, if yeah. But should women put all those into practice before they go walking on their own or think about those things? 
They certainly should. But Jerry, I'd like, I'd like to come back to you with a, a list I have for what men can do when they're out walking. Okay. Okay. So they could give women more space. Okay. They mm. could make noise. Don't come up silently. Um, make a call if you have to so that you're making noise as you approach a woman so that she's aware you're there and she realizes you're not trying to sneak up. And mm. um, don't turn on a woman who won't chat. So if you say hi and she ignores you, don't be like saying anything explicit to her because she didn't want to have a chat with you, be that in an isolated place or not. Mm. Um, a really good one is cross the road and walk the other side if you see a woman walking by herself. I mean, straight away, that takes away the threat or the potential threat. Mm. Um, call out others' behavior and actions, be it people you know, be it people you don't know. If you see a situation that doesn't look right and a woman seems to be nervous with another man, step in or just walk along as well. She'll realize and, and say hi to her and tell her you can see that she looks a bit nervous and it doesn't seem right. Take your hands out of pockets. Apparently, it's um, one that makes women very nervous when you're out walking. And don't be offended if someone's scared. You can tell by their body language if someone is scared. I often look back at someone who's made me nervous. Um, don't be offended. It, it's it's just the way it is. And don't block paths. So if it's a laneway going to the park, don't stand in the bit that the woman has to walk through. It's really, really intimidating. And I think I'd like to also say before someone comes at me saying about all men, it's a, a really good hashtag that also... Um, trended there recently was not all sharks and it's a really good statistic so just to take it in mind for all the lovely men like you and all the ones who are mindful and don't you know want to be perceived as a threat it's like 500 species of sharks in the ocean okay and of those 500 only four of those species attack attack humans Mm. okay but if you were swimming in the Boyne right now and a shark came up beside you you wouldn't have the time or inclination. You'd be scared yeah. because suddenly there's a shark beside you. And it's it's so important to keep it in mind that, you know, we do realize it's only a small mm. set of the population that, that, that is a threat. But just to be aware of it and, and take that in mind, is, I just think it's a really good analogy. Mm, and it's a fantastic analogy, may I say. And the points you make are brilliant as well. I've been listening to them very attentively there uh, as, as you've gone through them there. And, you know, you are someone who's out and about there walking, you know, early in the day, not many people around. And, you know, when you come across somebody, those little pointers there are very, very important. But again, I do want to emphasize we're not painting all men with the one brush here by any means. The vast majority as you said there absolutely a decent good good people they are but um look the other thing like from your own point of view um it's shocking uh, just to come back to where we started it's shocking that you have to consider this isn't it at all oh it's completely shocking it's 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 yeah of course it is yeah it's like anything else but it's it's a particularly scary one and i think it's an underlying fear of all women when they're out by themselves, be it daytime, nighttime, even going for hikes by yourself, you know, really remote places. Um, it, it shouldn't be a fear and it, it shouldn't still be happening. I think, yeah, obviously it is. A great comment in there from Robert. He says, Jerry, women are urged to carry keys between their fingers. They're urged to cover their drinks at all times. They're urged not to drink around men, urged not to walk alone at night carry pepper spray can we please urge men not to assault women says robert thank you robert for that comment today really important to say that you know when you think of all those things that you're warned we're back to you know take care mind yourself all this type of stuff again 
we're looking at it from the wrong point of view altogether. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny he says that, but all the points he's bringing up there, because that was another big thread that came out um, uh, as well recently, was the, um, if men had a, did you see that one? If men had a curfew at dark, women put up on Twitter the things they would be able to do or do differently in their lives. And mm. I think Robert really covered a lot of those there, actually. Things like, I wouldn't walk with my keys in my hands. Mm. I wouldn't have, I'd be able to wear my headphones. I wouldn't have to walk the long way from the train station home because I'm afraid to walk in a certain dark place. Yeah. Um, and it's exactly the same. The other one, I think every single woman, you know, if you ask them, will have done this. When you go to a car at nighttime in a car park, you go really fast with your keys ready to go. And the minute you get in, you lock your doors. I've done it myself yeah. and we all do it. it. It seems like we're hyper vigilant, but like it's also living in a state of fear. It's It doesn't seem right at all. Mm. Listen, um, listen, I thank you for joining me today and highlighting this again and uh, being willing to come on and talk about it and give such sound advice as well. It's this conversation that needs to be opened up more, talked about more and tackled yeah. with education from an early age and people challenging others who say the wrong things or act in a certain way through their lives. You're fantastic. Safe and happy walking and take care. I will say that to finish as we finish <laughs> off always. Banba, thank you for joining me on the show. Thank you so much, Jerry. Have a fantastic day. You too. Wonderful, wonderful lady. Banba Goulding there with a, a very important topic. Have you anything to say? Would you like to join in the conversation? Have you been perhaps that woman in fear or seen anything that has alarmed you in your time? Let me know. 086-1800-658. You can WhatsApp or text me to the show. 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. I closed the show yesterday with Michael English. I have a pair of tickets to his big gig at the Carrickdale Hotel this Sunday night. Tickets from michaelenglish.ie or the Carrickdale itself. Here's the question for the tickets to Michael English. 086-1800-658 for your answers, please. WhatsApp or text. What age is Michael English? Is he 40, 41 or 42? Michael English age 40, 41 or 42? And we'll give away those pair of tickets before the end of the show. They're in the final five. Who am I talking about? In Between Honey from County Mead. A five-piece indie rock, indie pop. They describe their style. They've had a great run of it. And they're in the final five. We wish them well. Here they are with their song. Friday night, Monday morning. This is a real good one. I can't even look you in the eye Oh, the darkness actions are the skies We were speaking to Banda Goulding, top of the show, about safety, women's safety, when they're out and about walking early morning, late at night, or any time for that matter. Ellie's been on to say, first of all, Jerry, guys think they will never be caught and punished. Also, going through the courts is a horrible experience for victims. And at the end of the day, punishment for the perpetrator is a joke. I'd say a lot of people would agree with your sentiments there, Ella. Margaret, our Margaret Madden, she's on tomorrow, Book Club Friday, don't miss it with her recommendations. But she wanted to chip into the discussion today and she's mentioned this to me before and this is what she says today. 
I have had reason to get the late train home to Drogheda from Dublin on a number of occasions and it's an awful experience. Stuck in a carriage with groups of men and not a bit of security around. Long gaps between the stations and I have been involved in some very scary situations. I won't travel on that route at night anymore. Isn't that a shocking indictment? of Ian Roderan and the late night travel. I've been on that train too, Margaret, and I'd be uneasy, I have to say, at times, with certain characters that appear on that train and groups, as you say. And it's an issue that needs to be tackled also. I have more comments there as well. I'll try to get back to them before the end of the show. Keep them coming to me. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text, or you can call in on 1850 You'll need those numbers because when I tell you what I have for you today, oh my God, I wish I could win this myself. Now listen, whether you're enjoying a scary movie night with friends or taking the children trick-or-treating this Halloween, Clinton's crisps, yes, they're a locally made award-winning crisp that are super crunchy with a distinctive flavour, vegan-friendly and allergen-free. They're all that and more. And we want to give one of you the opportunity to taste it for yourself because Clinton's crisps have given us a three-month supply of crisps to give away to one of you today. Here's the little question. Are you ready for it? Oh, you'll want to get into this one. I promise you, they're lovely. Which of these is not a variety of potato? So here they are. There's three of them. There's one of them not a a variety of potato. Which of these? Record, Nicola or Alicante? Which of them is not a variety of potato? Record, Nicola or Alicante? Not a potato variety. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text as soon as you can with your answer and your details. And we'll pick someone for a three-month supply of Clinton's crisps. I'm crying, I can't have them myself before the end of the show. Anyway, we move on on late lunch this afternoon. And I got emotional when I saw my next guest story as well because after 17 years up in the skies, flying with Aer Lingus, she's back on terra firma and I want to know how she's getting on. Lorraine Smith, welcome to late lunch. Thanks very much, Gary. Well, how are you feeling now that the dust has settled? You know, I don't think it's even settled for me yet because it still doesn't feel real. Oh, it doesn't. But I'm sure over the next couple of weeks it'll fairly it'll fairly sink in. Mm. So it will. Now tell me this. Take us right back. How did you get involved in the flying game in the first place? Well, I suppose I wasn't too long at school, Jerry. I was 19. Mm. Um, but now I didn't start flying. I started in the office. I always knew I wanted to fly, though. Yeah. So I thought, right, um, I was working, you know, in the town fecking shop and jobs come up in the airport and the job that came up at the time was for the call centre, like for reservations. So I thought at the time I'll get my foot in the door and, and I'll work my way up. Um, so I was there for nine and a half years in the, in the reservations department. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always wanted to go flying, but it, it never come up internally. So it was, would have been a big risk really at the time to, to leave a permanent job, you know, to go flying. Yes. So then if I finally did, I was like, right, here, here's my chance. So that was back in 2014 and went for the interview, the whole lot, and got the job. So that's that. then I started flying early 2015. Mm. So I did. So that's kind of, that's my journey so far, really, with them. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you, you wanted to fly. A big change from being ground staff, then going up in the air. What yeah. routes were you on initially? And, and were you on long haul, short distance flights, what? Yeah, well, in the beginning, it was all short haul. And then 
after, I think it was maybe nine months, we got trained on the long haul one. So that was exciting. Mm. So it was. So then you kind of got a mixture of, of both. You got a mixture of the European ones and the long haul ones. Mm. Now so, tell me, when you're in the cabin with the likes of myself and others <laughs> as well, oh God, it must be one of the most difficult jobs dealing with people, is it? Do you know what? I, 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 I loved it. Mm. I really did. And it was the one thing, it's probably the one thing that I've kind of figured out about myself is that I still want to work with people. So it is. So no, I did. I loved. I loved having the crack with the passengers. It was always, especially when you're going on the holiday destination. Mm. Um, you know, there was always good fun. People would be wrong. Yeah, it was always the odd time they were. Yeah, you'd have a situation, but you know, you're kind of trained to to handle it as best you to, can to deal with it. You know, when you're early on and you get your train on your early doors flights and you're being trained in, are you nervous? You know, when you're given the tea and the coffee's afraid you'd spill it over yeah, something. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Did you ever spill anything on anybody? No, I don't know what happened actually. Good I woman. Used to be more nervous bringing them into the cockpit. Oh. Just filling that and in the air. Yes, 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 yes. And those situations, they do arise now and again. Would would alcohol yeah. play a part? You know, people make come on the flight with a few drinks, maybe have a drink and a yeah. flight. Is that? Yeah, I've had a couple of occasions with that, and I actually had two flights that we had to restrain passengers. Did you? Um, yeah, and both were alcohol related. So that mm. one of them in particular kind of was quite scary, actually. So it was. But mm. like that as well, we're trained yeah. on how to deal with that as well, you know. But still, there's training and then real life. Yes. You know, but yeah. Because obviously they say the more, the two or three drinks you have in the air mm. is more. Yes. It has no. greater effect on greater you than impact. yes than if yeah. you were on the ground. That that is for sure. That's a proven fact. The other thing, were you ever on a flight that was diverted because of a passenger or because of weather or anything like that? Do you know my first flight actually, so when you train to be cabin crew, you have two days that you're kind of surplus crew mm. and you're just you're just looking at your the crew members, but then you're out on your own and you have a, a thing called a, a a checked flight. Mm. So it was, I'll never forget it actually, it was a Prague and I was on it with my friend who I trained with um, and we were just about to land in Prague and next minute the aircraft went straight back up and it, had to, it was called a go around. Mm. So there was, that, there was too much snow basically as they were landing. So he had to go and, and try and land again and he couldn't land again because the <gasps> snow got too bad so he had to divert. <sighs> I was like, gee, he Mac on me on my first flight. <laughs> But that was diverted, yeah, that was diverted to a different... Um, mm, I don't mean to laugh, it must be... And you know, then you have passengers... Like, there are always nervous flyers. Like, you know yeah, that yourself. I, there are people yeah. who are, can never settle on a flight. They just don't like doing it. They do it because they want to go on holidays or whatever. It, yeah. That's that's a big part of your job, isn't it, as well? Calming people and reassuring. Yeah, I've had a few like that as well. I actually had a, a man one time get off the, fl- get off the plane because his nerves just got the better of him, but... Yeah, there there is. I have had quite a few times actually where people have been nervous, and I think a lot of people just like if you have a chat with them. Yeah. So they do, and you know, and and you, you talk through your experience flying, and and even just the chat calms them down. Mm. So it does. And um, you you mentioned the crew there as well. You know, you're part of a crew, crewing the plane, everyone playing their part, the pilots, etc. As well, it's a very responsible job because we ordinary mortals put our lives in your hands. You know, you yeah, I know. up there, those thousands yeah. of feet. Yeah, it is like the, the safety aspect. It is quite serious, you know. And 
people sometimes think that it's it's tea and coffee, but there's a, there's a lot that goes on in mm. training. Um, mm. And the, the, the training is quite intense. It's six weeks, but there's a lot, a lot in the six weeks. Yeah. So there is. So yeah, it, there is. <laughs> people's lives putting their hands an awful lot. Yeah. Where did you love to fly to in particular, or some place like you've done transatlantic and that type of yeah. thing, staying over? Orlando will always be number one. <laughs> always. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous of you, Orlando. Yeah. Well, I'm not there anymore now. Dave. I know, I know, I know when you're going to miss it. But I, I was lucky to get there in yeah. my time. Spent a lovely holiday there back a few years back. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. It really is. There's mm. everything there. And I was lucky enough that through the years, you know, I was able to bring friends with me or my dad and on trips. You yeah. know that he got to see a few places with me as well. Yeah, yeah. Good. Did you meet many people, you know, when you're flying regular, would you come across many people from the local area that I'd know you? I've had a few over time, yeah. And yeah. you'd recognise the accent as well. And I'd be saying, you, you must be from Drada or, <laughs> or, or around. Yes. But yeah, and actually my last flight home um, two weeks ago, there was a couple of lads from Drada on the flight. They were after being, uh, I think, a Liverpool match or a Manchester United match, yeah. one of them. Um, but yeah, through the years I've met people on board there. Uh, mm. That I've known. Do you ever consider, you know, you're in the sky more time than you're on the ground when you work in this job as well. Do you ever think about, you know, good God almighty, I'm putting myself on the line every day here flying. Or does it not enter your thoughts? You just do it like any job. Do you know, at the beginning I thought it might affect, it might affect me more. But mm. you just be that busy, Gary, that there is the odd time. I'm like, I'm up here at 39,000 feet. And it, for for a couple of seconds... It does kind of cross my mind, but then generally you're just too busy. Yeah. And you, you, you don't get time to think. Lorraine, how do you stand in front of the audience in the, <laughs> in, the, in, the in, in the airplane and go through the safety drill? Does anyone pay attention to it? It's few and far between. Um, does that annoy you as, as, you know, as someone doing your job? No, it doesn't. Uh, I, well, it doesn't really. Um, but we are doing it for their safety, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but what, what used to annoy me, though, was when people would be talking and it's, it would put you off. Yes. You know, so you'd always have to stop asking to stop talking. I'd, um, I'd just love someday for one of your crew to shout at everybody, shut the... You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure it could happen someday. <laughs> I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure it could. Um, but I can't just look straight. And, uh, and yeah, I know, anything. I know, yeah, 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 absolutely. Good God, uh, with the, the pandemic and the grounding and all that type of thing, did that sway yeah. your thoughts about leaving or, you know... Or, yeah, I think... Like, we were, there wasn't, obviously, no, there wasn't many flights going. Yeah. And I ended up getting myself a few other little jobs. Because um, mm. I didn't know what to do with myself, really, with the time off. Yes. And, yeah, I think being away from it kind of made me realise that I just wanted something closer to home that had more routine. Yeah. I think that's maybe my age as well. Mm. So, yeah, I think I think the pandemic did kind of, made me realise that maybe this isn't what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah, well, sure, that's that's life for you. We all make changes and uh, circumstances make us look at life differently as well. Yeah. But fond memories and you'll always treasure your time uh, in the skies. Massively. I made some fabulous friends. I've had some amazing experiences like, yeah. you know, Christmas trips away and it, it's, it still doesn't feel real that I'm gone or mm. that I've 
did half of it, but it has been amazing. Mm. Uh, and last question, I better ask you this. Sure, I never get into the first class in my life. Sure, I'm just with the proletariat <laughs> down the plane. Uh, what about first class versus, you know what I mean, uh, you know, economy? Yeah. Are the people different? Have you any, have you had any uh, mega stars or superstars flying with you in, uh, you know, first class? I haven't. I don't think I've had any personally. Well, I had Pippa O'Connor and Brian Ormond once right. coming home from New York. Um, but there has been loads through the years. I've seen some colleagues had Johnny Depp and mm. um, a few other ones. But I think, yeah, Pippa and, and Brian were the only ones. But, with business, I've always felt more comfortable working in economy. Ah, good on you. You're <laughs> our type of girl, Lorraine Smith. Oh, you said the magic words <laughs> to finish our conversation today. Well, look, at I just spotted that you were uh, hanging up your, your wings for the time being and returning to planet Earth. And I just want to have a little chat with you and wish you well. Thanks very much, Jerry. Appreciate it. Not at all. Take care of yourself. Lovely to chat with you today. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Lorraine Smith there who looked after so many people in the skies with with Aer Lingus for a number of years. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Stay with us on the show. I have an amazing lady joining me next. Her name is Denise O'Sullivan. Lots of good wishes coming in from family and friends for Lorraine Smith, my last guest on the show. Thanks indeed for getting in touch with us and we do wish her well as she starts out on a new path in life. Just reminding you, this Saturday you can listen to the Premier League here on LMFM on the app or on our website. The Listen tab is there. Three big matches. Leicester Arsenal kicks off at half 12. At three o'clock, Liverpool take on Brighton while it spurs against Manchester United at half five in the evening game. Premier League live with now. Join in the experience with a Now Sports or Sports Extra membership. My next guest is simply a remarkable woman. Denise Sullivan. Hello. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I am really, really good. But I'm pushing that question really back to you. Never mind me. (laughs) Tell our listeners, if anybody's been through the mill, you have. Take us back. When did your troubles begin or with what? Okay, in the 24th of June in 1999, it was two weeks before my wedding, I had a massive stroke and brain hemorrhage and was given 24 hours. I was paralysed in a wheelchair and, um, yeah, thankfully I came through. I walked at hospital and then I was back in two weeks later. They tried a brain tumor. Luckily enough, I didn't. Um, took me months of rehabilitation, um, physio, electrodes on my body there to get the nerves back walking. But now I got back walking and got walking and I got married in October and that was in June. So, um then five years ago, I had a brain tumour. And when they were doing the test to do the brain tumour, they discovered I had three brain aneurysms and also an AVM that had caused my stroke 20-odd years ago. Mm. So all three had to be treated. They didn't know which one to treat because they were all life-threatening. So eventually then they came to a decision three weeks later that my brain tumour had to be taken out because it was fast-growing. It was connected to my optical nerve and cranial tube. And it was blind to me. So I had the brain tumour removed five years ago on Valentine's Day. Then I had three, I had coils put in my three aneurysms. I've got two on my right eye. And I've got one on the left side of my brain. Um, then the AVM, I had to get a mask made to get radiation on the brain. Because they, if they operated on it, it's an AVM and it's right in the middle of the motor system of the brain. 
So they, it's basically a cluster of aneurysms that could burst at any time. So I got radiation done on that in February the following year. Mm. And in April of this year, I've been diagnosed with breast cancer. Holy God Almighty. Yeah, so I think I've had everything but a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> you know something? You're just terrific. I- I'll tell you this. You're Wonder Woman. Oh, stop. I've, I've more than nine lives, I think, Jerry. Well, you certainly have when you go through all of that. You know, in our lifetimes, we're touched maybe by one or two things. But by God, the yeah. kitchen sink has come your way where, oh, when it comes to what you've got. And you've come through. I, I take it, you know, your outlook. You're obviously a very upbeat, positive woman. I would be. Everyone would say that, that I'd be very positive and, you know, I try not to let it get down. I've had my little bad days when I'm on yes. my own and my little tears and yeah. why me? You know, that that question you always ask, why me? What did I ever do? Do you know? But you're lucky I have to get on with life. You know, I've two, I've a 12-year-old and an 18-year-old and hear me on with them, so you have to get on with it. Listen. So I'm in the middle of chemo at the minute. Yes, go um, on. I finished my radiation uh, there. I had five weeks of radiation Monday to Friday. That was horrific. That was probably worse than chemo. The chemo, I had one more chemo left. I had chemo on Monday. And I'm doing an ab sale on Sunday. My brother-in-law, Ian, is doing it with me and supporting me. And I am ab sailing down 190 feet on the the whiskey distillery chimney in Smithfield, if I've got that right. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, and I don't like heights, by the way. <laughs> And I have to climb 244 steps and I have to climb in my tutting steps to come to you and I'm out of breath. Well, I tell you, this is going to be chicken feed to you with what you've come through and all that you've dealt with. But listen, come here. Would you not just take it easy? Why why are you doing this? What's the reason? Why are you doing this abseiling? What's the purpose? I'm doing it because I had many brain injuries. Hmm. And I've seen it on Facebook and I'm daring even though I don't like heights, like I was meant to do a bungee, or not a bungee jump, a parachute jump there years ago, and uh, I actually was pregnant with my eldest child, and I couldn't do it because of the impact of when you drop. Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing it for brain injury. It's right. Because they do, they do great things, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rehabilitation yeah. and everything for... Now, I, I personally didn't use them. They wanted me to go to the rehabilitation centre in Dunleary at the time, 20-odd years ago, but I wouldn't go. Mm. I was just determined I was going to do it on my own, so... Right. Um, I just thought it'd be nice to give back, do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Acquired Brain Injury Ireland are going to benefit from your abseiling this weekend. Are, 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 how, are you, how are you raising money for them? Are you just, have you, have you anything that pe- where have, people can go? Go on, tell me. Face, I have a Facebook page and yeah. there's a Just Given page and I have my Revolut. Now, if anyone Revolut's onto my card, I Revolut onto, onto the Just Given Okay. Um, page itself. So, and has it just um, come under your name, Denise Sullivan, is it? Denise Sullivan, yeah, on my Facebook page. And then there's um, there's a link there on my page that you can uh, donate. Um, Great. Or my Revolut. My Revolut, you can um, donate onto my Revolut. Mm. So it's look, there's many number. there's many ways. And do you want to give out your number? Uh, because you can, Yeah, you can indeed, yeah. It's, um, it's 085. Yep. 107 yeah 6315 
Okay, so people can give you a shout if they'd like to give you a bit of support if they can't go through any of those mechanisms. Yeah. You are such a resilient woman, I have to say. And uh, this weekend, well, you know, you should be taking it easy, but here you are, you're out raising funds that are going to help others down the road as well. You're remarkable. Look, I, I wish you well with your current phase of treatment. I hope it all goes well for you and works oh, out. God. And God, take God. care of the weekend now, doing this blinking ab sale. <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, the brain injury I must be crazy because I don't like heights, but uh, I'll get there. Ian you will drag me up the stairs. You will. Good on Ian. I'll just jump off and say Geronimo and here I go and hope for the best. <laughs> anyway, Denise, good luck to you at the weekend. Yeah, thanks for taking the call. Oh, not at all. Million. Lovely to talk right, to you. Take care of yourself. Bye you bye. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Isn't she remarkable? 085 We have that number if you want to hear off our main usual numbers. If you could give her a bit of support, it would be fantastic. Unbelievable woman. When you see the list of things she's had to deal with in her life. Astounding, really. Late lunch, LMFM Radio, still to come on the show. Mr Rick Cronje, our virtuoso vino, is with us. And it's Italia today for his wines. He's going to recommend a couple of crackers, white and red, for you shortly in the show. We have our Artist of the Week continuing the undertones. And we meet a young lady, she's only 10, from County Meath, who's had a remarkable recent number of days. You'll want to hear a story, I promise you. I'm delighted to say hello again to the man who knows all about wine, Rick Cronje. Hello, Rick. Hello, Terry. Thanks for joining me on the show again. And I just want to begin by saying a big thank you to the guys at O'Brien's in Drogheda, especially Barry Lynch. He's fantastic there in the team. And I'll tell you, Rick, I want to say this about them. I call into them from time to time myself. They're wonderful to advise, Rick. Oh, very knowledgeable, uh, Jerry, always welcoming. And uh, don't be in a hurry when you meet Barry because there's always a bit of crack there. And they'll be absolutely delighted to help you choose your wines. Oh, yeah, we've they've been very supportive of us, Jerry, as we all know. But uh, always, you know, shop local, support the independents as well. Yes, very, very important. Now we are in Italy today. God, wouldn't I love to be there. And your wife is a very different type and unusual choice may I say Rick it is uh, Jerry you wanted to go a little bit different to be number one you have to be a bit odd isn't it yeah we come for, a, for a Moscato di Asti and it's a very popular sparkling wine there now don't be confused with the Asti Spumante that'll be slightly lower on 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 the ratings they just the way they 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 do it in Italy but yes it's um a touch of sweetness to it and um it's called the Ascari Moscato di Asti uh, the grape is the Moscato and it's a 2020 and it's a snip looking at the price it's uh, reduced at the moment it's eleven fifty six, and it uh, is down from fourteen forty five. O'Brien's has the uh, sale on on the Italian wines, and it's a great opportunity to stock up on a few wines for Christmas coming up. Now, Asti is in the name. Asti is the town. It's in Piedmont, in that region in Spain, uh, known for their sweet wines. Yes, very much so. Uh, Cherry, as I say, uh, you get the Asti as Pomante. This is in Moscato. Yeah, very much so. Now, it's not sweet as in sugary sweet, uh, just to make that distinction. 
but it's classed as a sweet wine. Mm. So uh, lovely. Um, in this case, it will definitely suit your desserts better than food. Okay. But you can also enjoy it on its own most definitely. Okay, as an aperitif, and it's sparkling, and there is, we're not saying it's sugary sweet, but it is a pleasant sweetness to it. Uh, I I see it in the bottle myself, lovely golden yellow colour. On the palate, how would you describe it? On the palate, well, you're going to get the peach and apricot off it, which is very uh, much associated with Moscato. It's very light, believe it or not. Mm. It's very fresh. And uh, as I say, with that touch of sweetness, a really, really nice uh, 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 Moscato to be enjoyed. Rare has Rick recommended a sparkling, I have to say, over the years. So I would sit up and take note when he mentions this one because it'll segue you in at the start of the meal and finish the night off beautifully, as he says, with a dessert as well. It's a sherry Moscato. That's the uh, Moscato is the grape 2020 from O'Brien's. In Drogheda, 11.56. You won't go wrong with that one. Now, let me tell you, what a contrast. I can say this uh, about the red you're going to recommend. Even the bottle alone makes you stand up and take notice, Rick. It does, Jerry. And then we put the name is Reinforzo, which means reinforced. Now you've really got a good battle on your hands. Oh, it looks, I really said that, I was saying this, it really looks substantial, this wine. Tell us about it. Yes, the grape is the uh, Primitivo. Now it comes from the Puglia region. Mm. Uh, It's the Primitivo, which is obviously very uh, localised there. It's a 2019, beautiful year, beautiful year. and it comes from the Puglia uh, region there. Now, the interesting thing uh, about this, Jerry, is a portion of the harvest would have been sun-dried for uh, about four weeks, for about a month. And then they combine the two. Right. And uh, a very delicate operation now. And then you get this really intense color, intense flavors uh that uh the, the the wine that combination brings out very rich a full wine and this was also put in oak casks now these oak casks were toasted we call it toasted basically they put a fire in it yeah. and uh it, it adds that extra flavor to it so a very interesting very delicate operation as well to to bring the best out in that Oh, it's just getting stronger by the word, as you mentioned it there, with the process they've put into this. It's a big, big wine, this. Now, it's from the MGM Mondo del Vino stable. Now, MGM, people would think we're talking about movies here. They they do. Well, this one, definitely this wine is going to roar. I like the old traditional lion in it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it was started with three winemakers. Uh, they were friends. And um, uh, that was in 1991. And uh, since then, it's grown dramatically. And what they do is they basically source the grapes from uh, a selection of, of cooperatives and privately owned producers and they 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 all over Italy from Piedmont to Sicily, and um, the the brand names they would include uh, Sopra Sasso, Luna. We would have seen Luna yes. on on the shelves, um, and under those brand names they'll have wine labels like the uh, Amarone, the Barolo, the Barbaresco, uh, Moscato, the Asti Suave, uh, 
Yeah. And Monte Bulciano. So Valpolicella as well. Valpolicella in there, yes. Yep. Yep. That's right, uh, Jerry. So uh, they're absolutely huge, you know. Mm. And um, not only do they make the wines, but they obviously export and they're in the top uh, three exporters in. Yes. Yes. Dare I say with the clocks changing this weekend and the nights closing in and daylight at a premium, this is the one to sit beside the fire? Oh, definitely, Jerry. This is really this at the end of, you know, a long week and the weather is not looking great either. So uh, definitely, Jerry, this is a fireside wine. No question about it. Going back to it, obviously, by your description, it's a deep, deep purple colour. What about on the nose and palate, your description, Rick, there? On the nose, Jerry, you're definitely going to get those rich fruits. You're going to get the vanilla, which will be from the cask now and the toasting there. Uh, some plum, the oak, obviously, and chocolate. Mm. Uh, you definitely got chocolate <laughs> with it. And on the palate, it's very rich. It's smooth. It's a 2019 and it's full-bodied. So it's and a it full body. Mm. Yeah, oh, lovely, Jerry. Really, really class wine, this one. Would you Absolutely sip it by good. itself, Rick, or does it need a match with the red meats, like, you know, beef, lamb, maybe some game duck or something like that? Yes, you can sip it on its own, Jerry, but it, I, I would say that it will definitely go better with exactly what you're saying, with the beef, the lamb, and the duck. Mm. I, I, I um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's you can definitely drink it on its own. I just find that when you're into these uh, sort of very full-bodied wines, uh, food does definitely do it a bit more justice than mm. just sipping away. And again, would it benefit from opening it and leaving it open maybe for a wee while before you drink it, or any decanting needed or anything like that? Oh, you're on the ball today, Jerry. <laughs> you're on the ball, definitely. Open it first. 2019, strong, full-bodied. I would definitely give it time to familiarise itself with the surroundings before I get, yeah, get into it. It's a big bottle of wine. And again, there's a reduction here. 16.95, good value, good price on this one. Oh, Jerry, you can't beat it. I mean, that was up at twenty-one ninety-five. That's a fiver off there in the times we live in. Mm. Fiver is very welcome on a bottle of this quality. Believe me. Yeah. So again, to say, and we thank them. O'Brien's Wines in Drogheda supplying the uh, wines to us today. Barry Lynch and his team there, fantastic people. Give them a shout. They will look after you, I promise. And they have a wonderful uh, selection there. So uh, this time of year, Rick, uh, just as we uh, finish up today with uh, you know the the year changing and going into the winter as well. Are you more just on a personal note to you? Is is this the red season, or do you like to mix and match? Still, will you have a sparkling for us today, of course. Yeah, I still like to 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 uh, mix and match, uh, Jerry. But definitely, you know, uh, the reds will be more prominent this time of the year. Um, it's, it's, I think it just goes with the colour of the night, doesn't it? Yes.
Absolutely. I couldn't say better words. (laughs) Anyway, all year, there's always a nice wine from Rick Cronje. And again, we say do always drink sensibly. Plenty of water in between your glasses of wine and be sensible. That's what we say. And enjoy it and enhance your evening and your foods, etc. That's a very, very important message to get across. And just to summarise again, we're in Italy today with uh, Rick. Sherry Moscato Dasti is uh, the white, the sparkling white, 22. 20, the grape is Moscato and the red Italy again Rinforzo the grape is Primitivo 2019 and all the wines today from O'Brien's in Drogheda Rick you've set us up for the weekend boy we have indeed Jerry have a lovely weekend to you and the business thank you so much as always Rick with your recommendations for joining us we really do appreciate it take care we'll talk to you next month you will do Jerry Thank you. Take care. Rick Cronje there. What a great man he is. He really is. He loves his wine. You won't go wrong with him, I can tell you. And we always appreciate him joining us on the show here on Late Lunch. Still to come. Yes, my artist of the week. The Undertones. And I have a cracking old song for them for uh, for you today. And a young lady from Meath, Eliza Long, will be with us with a wonderful story. She's had some time this last week or so. Stay with us on Late Lunch. Louise, oh yeah, you know the way I love it theatre, going to theatre, well <laughs> I haven't been at theatre for the last couple of years, in the name of God, what am I talking about but I have great memories and you know I love going you to do, love. musicals and theatres and shows etc. There's one coming up in the Borgosh Energy Theatre, I just saw it up this morning it's called The Book of Mormon oh, it's okay, a, I've it's, heard of that Oh, well, will I tell you Louise I went to it, I paid a fortune in London to go and see it, it was only in the West End in London and the tickets were like gold dust, I managed to squeeze to, I'd be afraid to tell you what I paid but Louise, I'll tell you it's the most irreverent show you could go to, but you'll be What's it about? It's about two Mormons who go abroad to Africa to try and you know recruit right oh that's all I'll tell you <laughs> oh my god almighty listen to I'll tell you I just say to you I just said I mentioned today if you want if you're prudish stay away if you're prudish stay away or you're offended don't go but if you're open minded and you want belly aches galore the Book of Mormon book it it's in the board gosh energy it's coming there soon I just spotted it today so I did you go uh, well, I've seen it once, you know what I mean? Mm. I've rarely gone back. Well, I'll tell you, I've gone to see Chicago. You know the stage show? Yep. Chicago, three times. Three times I've seen it. Ah, yeah, I went to see it three times. I've seen The Lion King on stage twice. I went back to see so it a couple of times. you do go to. Um, you do go back to ones you like. Yeah, really liked. We went to that twice. Um, hey, Miz, did you go to that a couple of times now? Oh, jeez, I forgot. Seven or eight times? Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm going by one hand counting that. Sure, you're reminding me, my mind's got soft. Let Miz, I've gone to loads of times. I go back to see Mamma Mia again. The Did Abba. You? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll go back to see uh, uh, the, uh, the story of Abba. Yeah, and Mamma Mia. Definitely. Oh, it's fantastic. You'd be toe tapping up, dancing around the aisles for that one. You would, of course. I'll have to go and see that one again. But please, God, we'll get back to see theatre uh, again soon. Anyway, there's a big birthday today, Miss Louise big Walsh. Oh, listen, in, this is probably the, the biggest birthday we mentioned <laughs> on the show of all time. Martina um. O'Hare. 
happy birthday. Martina O'Hare is Louis, Louise's sister. Yes, it's your sister, isn't it? It is, yep. And she's, she's home a, listening in. She's an she, avid listener. Oh, she's an avid listener. She never misses. She tunes in every day. She even gives us feedback, doesn't she? she tells us. And we meant to see. Listeners know more about this than we do ourselves <laughs> at times. Anyway, Martina. She sends you a few sneaky messages about me as well. <laughs> she's my agent. Yes, she's 008. Yes, of course she is. Anyway, Martina, it's your birthday today. Happy birthday from happy all birthday. of your family, your sisters, everyone who knows you, and from ourselves here your husband, on the late Donald lunch. Oh, yeah. Kids Danny and Bernie. There, they're all mentioned. We got them all in for you today, so you can't crib to us. Anyway, you won't be cribbing when you hear this because Martina, I know you love him. He rarely gets a spin, but he is Irish and he is legendary. Just for you, Martino Hare, on your birthday, it's Joe. Maggie McGuire will be so proud of me. There's 57 days left to Christmas and it's not that far away really, is it? If you log on, I'll just give you a little bit of advice, to the LMFM Facebook page, you can be in with a chance to win a traditional free-range woodland bronze turkey that comes to us courtesy of Hogan's Farm Shop and Cafe just outside Kells in the Royal County. They're celebrating seven years in business this weekend. Log on to hogansfarm.ie to find out more about woodland bronze turkeys and you could win one there on our LMFM Facebook page. Well done to Catherine Nealon. You're going along to see Michael English on Sunday night at the Carrickdale Hotel. You can contact the hotel for tickets on michaelenglish.ie. He's 42 years of age. Catherine knew that. So did many others, but Catherine's name came out of the hat today you have two tickets to the concert Catherine well done to you now what about Clinton's crisps three months supply of crisps I'm so jealous anyway the question was which of these is not a variety of potato record Nicola or Alicante somebody said there's none of them they are all somebody said actually they are all potato varieties I wouldn't do that to you on the show no there's one of them not and many people said Nicola Nicola is a potato, let me tell you. So is record. Alicante is not. It's a tomato. And the three-month supply of crisps is winging its way to Patrick Carney and Kilani today. Well done to you. You got it right, the answer. But don't despair, all you crisp fans. I have another three months supply to give away tomorrow on late lunch. So they are not out of the reckoning at all. So don't uh, forget to uh, get ready with the answer to the question, which I'll be posing to you tomorrow for more of Clinton's crisps. They're fantastic. They really are. Now, my artists of the week are the undertones. 1980 was a busy year for the boys as they released their second album called Hypnotised, which made the top 10 in the UK album charts and stayed there for weeks. They toured non-stop across the UK, Ireland, Europe and the United States, this time as the headline act themselves. They supported The Clash the first time they went there. They split from Sire Records, who'd done a good job for them, securing the rights to their material, very important, and then signed with EMI, a big label. Positive Touch was their next and first album with the new label and signalled a real change in style musically and lyrically, which the band themselves loved. 
It was critically acclaimed too. However, it failed to produce a successful single and wasn't commercially a great hit either. That took them to the end of 1981 and into the following year. And honestly, 82 would be a sabbatical really for them. Little activity. They only played five gigs in the 12 months and released two new singles and neither made the charts for them. It was obvious the magic was gone. But the following year, 83, saw them release a fourth album called The Sin of Pride, which had major Motown vibes. However, the end of the road was imminent. More about the split tomorrow. Today, it's back to March 1980 and this one. The Undertones' most successful chart single in the UK of all they released. Undertones, my perfect cousin, my artist of the week, this week on your late lunch. And I'll conclude their story tomorrow on the show in words and song. Final break of the afternoon on the way. And afterwards, we're joined by a young lady from County Meads. She's just 10 and she's had some days recently. We're going to hear all about it next. Stay with us. First published on the 30th of July, 1938, the Beano is the world's longest running weekly comic. It is, and we've spoken about it over the years here on Late Lunch, and I was a regular purchaser myself in my day. Well, but let me tell you this. A young lady from County Meath is starring in a recent edition of the Beano, and she's on the line to have a word with me. Eliza Long, hello. Hello. Oh, my God. Let me say this to you first today. Happy birthday. Thank you. What age are you today? I'm 10. I'm double digits. <laughs> and what's the plan? Is there a cake and a party? What's happening? Well, of course there's a party. Oh, well, we're going to have my party with my friends um, on Saturday. And and me and my mum went shopping just around um, 45 minutes ago. Oh, lovely. A treat for the birthday. Good on you. Double digits. Well, listen to me. I am so jealous. You starring in the Beano. Tell our listeners all about this. How did this come about? Well, um... The first thing uh, I was supposed to do is send the Beano comic a picture of me in my garden because it was August, so it was sunny. Mm. Um, then I included a joke, and this, here's the joke. So, knock, knock. Who's there? Isabel. Isabel who? Isabel necessary on a bicycle. <laughs> you got me there big time. I love it. So, you had to send a joke into Beano. What else? Um, well, the Beano contacted me to say I have been chosen as the Beano boss for the 27th of October edition. Lovely. Oh, my. So you are the Beano boss, Eliza. And uh, this ties in with a famous Beano character, doesn't it? Minnie the Minx. Yeah, she is my favourite character. And um, in the Beano, um, when it's said, so it's like half a page of me in a little like comic strip and I got uh, it was me speaking to her in in the school yes I see it and I've been looking at it and you are featured in the edition of the 27th of October and that's a caricature of you in the in the comic 
Yeah, it's great the way that they cartoonize or illustrated oh. um, the person who gets chosen as being a boss. And I know a girl, and I think she said that she applied and she got nothing back. Oh, my God. And you were chosen from so many people who wanted to be in the magazine. You yeah. sent, as you said there, uh, you had to do the joke. You sent pictures. Your dog, Stella, you sent uh, information on Stella, yes? Yeah, well, she's kind of my Nasher. <laughs> I see, yes, and uh, Nasher, of course, famous in, in the comic. And tell me this, I, I believe the parish priest, Father Pat O'Connor, is very, very impressed with you. Why is that? Oh, well, um, um, he, well, I didn't really know he was impressed with me. Oh, he is? Did you not know that? Well, let no. me tell you, uh, a little birdie told me that he's delighted because one of the pictures you sent, am I right here, or correct me if I'm wrong, it, you, it was taken in front of the church. Yes, actually, that's the picture that was in the video. Yes, you see, Father Pat O'Connor's very impressed because the local church, St. Peter's and Paul, is in the Beano comic. Yeah, and um, you see, it was actually a surprise which photo. Right. Yeah, so well... The, the Beano got to pick which photo and they must have chosen the church. Oh, they chose that one is right. Oh, the, the excitement of this. I'm so excited for you myself. What about all your friends and family? They must be over the moon, are they? Well, can I tell you something? Yeah? Um... Um, yesterday, me and my dad went to the shops at around 10 o'clock in the morning and we bought all 15 copies <laughs> in the shop and um, I gave a few to my friends and my mom was telling me this morning that all my all my family on my mom's side was, were buying the Beano uh, and I think and on my dad's side a few people were buying them too. Isn't that terrific? Beano sales have gone through the roof in County Mead this week. Yeah. There's not a copy to be had. It's sold out because of you and being featured in the magazine. And I, I see a little... Um, They sent you some questions as well about things you dislike, uh, you know, what your superpower would be. Did that questionnaire come out from the Beano people? Yes, it did. Like, um, my uh, it said my superpower power would be, and I picked teleporting from Dunboyne to um, Beano HQ. Oh, very clever. They love that. Your favourite activity, what's that? My favourite activity, ooh, that's hard. I like a lot of things. I like to sing, I like to dance, I like to watch films, I like playing out with my friends a lot. And your favourite movie, you had to tell them what that was, and it is? I didn't say that one more Your favourite movie? Oh, uh, well, I like School of Rock. Oh, yes, a very good one indeed. And many others. What do you dislike? Tell me what you dislike. There was a question about that, things you don't like. Oh, um, things I completely hate. Bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Bad language. Yes. Beans. Beans? <laughs> Asparagus. <laughs> And homework. <laughs> Listen, you're a great girl. You really are. Those things, I, I think, would be common to many uh, of your age as well. But here's the, to top it all off. Not alone are you the star of Beano and this edition of the 27th of October. You met somebody very important recently in Armagh. Yes, uh, I got to speak to Boris Johnson. <gasps> oh, what did what did you say to him or he to you? Well, um, he was literally walking past, so I only got a few words out of him. Okay. I said hello, and he said, hello, good morning. Ah, lovely. You were at the service in Armagh to mark 100 years of Northern Ireland. Yes, yes. And may I ask you why you were there? 
we were there, well, um, we went there to go to the church, of course. Yeah. And it was my dad's work. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> you were there because of your dad, I understand. And did you enjoy the ceremony? Of course I did. Yes, good on you. So you met Boris Johnson, good God almighty. What a few days you've had, Eliza. Yeah, and an interviewer came up to me and said, excuse me, are you one of the girls who were singing? And I said, no. But then my dad stepped in and he said, but she did speak to Boris Johnson. So oh. then I got on the radio again. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And now it's your birthday today and you're a big 10 and you've been out shopping and you're having a party with your friends. Life couldn't be better, could it? Uh, no. <laughs> no, and you're off school as well and holidays, no homework. Yeah, I don't like homework. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I never did too. Let me let you in on a little secret. Anyway, Eliza Long, you are a star in the Beano. Met Boris and birthday today. I wish you well. Happy birthday again and thank you for joining me on the show. And can I just say one last thing? Yes. I know my gran is listening out there, so I just want to say hello to her. Ah, what's her name? Um, I think her name's Betty and she, she lives in Coswell now. Oh, Betty, your lovely granddaughter sends you good wishes today. You're so nice. Anyway, have a lovely time over your birthday days and enjoy. I will. Take care of yourself, Eliza. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Eliza Long, isn't she just lovely? God almighty. Ten today, double digits. I won't tell you many digits I have, as <laughs> you know already. Anyway, that's a lot on late lunch this afternoon. What a lovely finish to the show. Tomorrow, goldfish. Have you a goldfish? Did you keep goldfish? Did you ever win one at a fair? Do you remember the goldfish in the bowl when you got your communion money? We're talking goldfish on late lunch tomorrow and we want to hear about your goldfish and your goldfish stories. Margaret Madden with the books, Tara Walker with seasonal soups, David Sheehan the sport, your riddle on Friday, artist of the week and three months of crisps. Holy God, will we do it? Yes, we will. See you tomorrow for late lunch, 1.30. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dawkin Cabin. Let Blackstone Motors find the perfect car for you. With over 300 cars to choose from, we have the biggest selection of pre-owned cars in Drada and Dawkin Cabin. Low APR and zero deposit packages available. See BlackstoneMotors.ie for more details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.